This is part two of episode 82 of the Raiding Culture Podcast. This is a continuation from part one. You are listening to T-Mac and Cookie Monster on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Podcast. Engaging and exciting conversation on life, God, and pop culture. Every week on the Radiant Culture Podcast. I want us to, mm-hmm. to move swiftly along here yeah. because, uh, because of our time. Mm. And I want, to, I want to just quickly touch on um, the subject of sowing and, and reaping. Mm-hmm. Why I want to do that is because I think, you know, this is one of the, I think in terms of the terminology that's yeah, used yeah. when uh, we're, we're talking about offering mm-hmm. in most churches, mm-hmm. giving is actually referred to as sowing, mm-hmm. right? And uh, of course, different scriptures are used. And I know the one that's used is the one, in, I think it's First Corinthians chapter nine. Mm-hmm. Is it? Yeah. The one that where, where Paul is saying, uh, he who sows sparingly mm-hmm. shall also reap sparingly. Mm-hmm. And... Now, you know, I, I don't know if that scripture is talking primarily about giving, because I know in most cases it's actually been uh, taken mm-hmm. within the giving context, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Sean alluded to something that I, that I thought was quite interesting, mm-hmm. and I'm just throwing this out there, that when we give, we should be very wary of giving um, while expecting something yeah. in, in return, mm. right? So just from, from those, I think, you know, there's different uh, schools of thought here. Mm-hmm. And I want to I wanna hear from, from you two gentlemen to say, um, when we talk about sowing and reaping, mm. right, uh, can we then really talk about sowing um, given the school of thought that Sean is coming from? Mm. Because sowing automatically implies reaping. reaping. Whereas, um, Pastor Craig, you kind of referred to the fact that um, when you give, um, God promises that He's gonna He's gonna bless you, and then you mm. should actually give expecting that God is gonna do something, or something. If I if I heard that correctly, you can correct. Me. But I'm I, just saying. But I, yeah. I guess you're getting the gist of my I, question. I, I get what you're saying. Um, for me, for me, uh, without uh, mm-hmm. you know running so far, uh, gi- all giving is sowing, all of it. Anytime okay. you give, all right, whatever it is that you give, as far as I'm concerned, so it's not you're just sowing. About money. It's, it's, yeah, you're sowing. You're sowing. Okay. And for me, sowing and reaping is a law that God has instituted. Sowing is a law just like gravity. If you sow, you reap. Paul says it in Galatians chapter 6, do not be deceived. That which a man sows, he reaps. If Corinthians, the one you're talking about. So I definitely believe, um, and I teach that, all giving is sowing. sowing. Of course, I, I like the thing that you talked about, uh, Pastor, with regards to motives. Uh, God is, is very, uh, without trying to sound um, judgmental, he is very picky about our motives mm-hmm. whenever we do anything, mm-hmm. and also as it relates to giving, mm-hmm. right? But, but in short, as far as I'm concerned, whenever you're giving, yes. you're sowing, mm-hmm. right? Whatever kind of giving you are. In fact, Proverbs says, um, he who gives to the poor lends to the Lord. And he will not, um, he will not be in lack. Uh-huh. So if you think about it, if you give to the poor, you're sowing something. The outcome is that there's going to be no lack. That's uh, the words of King Solomon. Right. So as far as I'm concerned, whenever we talk about giving at whatever level, you know you are sowing something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I think 
Mm. Let me read that scripture from mm. 2 Corinthians 9, mm. uh, where Paul says, remember this. Mm -hmm. So he's talking about giving, mm -hmm. but I want to be a willing gift, not one given grudgingly. That's, That's in verse 5. And then he goes on to say, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds mm. will get a small crop. Mm -hmm. But the one who plants generously mm. will get a generous crop. Mm. You must each decide in your own heart mm. how much to give. So that's the key in the whole 10% deal. Mm. If the pastor says give 10% and the pastor says the word says give 10%, they haven't decided in their own heart. Mm. So decide in your own heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly mm. or even in response to pressure. Mm. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. cheerfully. Mm. And God will generously provide all that you need, mm. then you will always have everything you need and mm. plenty left over to mm. share with others. The key is to share with others. Mm. So giving and then sharing. As scriptures say, they share freely mm. and give generously to mm. the poor. They're good deeds. Mm. So it's not just about giving money. It's mm. good deeds as well. Good actions and service mm -hmm. will be remembered forever. Here's mm. the key, verse 10. This is the clincher. Mm. And I think the fundamental issue that we have when it comes mm. to giving it says, for God is the one who mm. provides seed. Mm -hmm. We think it's our money. We think we've worked hard for it with our energy. We think we own it. Mm. And we get to share 10% with God. Mm. It's, it's fundamentally wrong thinking. Mm. When we realize that everything, including our life, energy, breath, time, days, clothes on our back, everything belongs to God, mm. then we get the grace gift of God to say, well, I'm partnering with God with his stuff to mm. give back to him, to show that I trust him mm. and am faithfully stewarding what I have. Mm. And God wants me to share that with others so that they also worship him and give to him. Mm. How much easier is it? So a wealthy person gives so much away. And Paul talks to Timothy about this. Mm. The mm. generous are expected to give. Exactly. Let lot. them be rich. When they work. don't, it's not good for them mm. because... Uh, it would be harder, Jesus even says, it's harder for the camel to go through the eye of a needle for the wealthy to enter the kingdom of God. That's because great. we get so caught up in our wealth thinking that it belongs to us and the mm. fundamental issue is ownership. Mm. If I can read that Timothy scripture to flow on from that, it says this, it says in Timothy, he's talking about fighting the good fight. Mm. It says, those who desire to be rich, even the desire to be rich, so the poor desire to be rich, the mm. rich desire to be rich. Our giving, we must be careful with mm. our giving mm. in that we m must not give so that we get rich because our desire to get rich, there might be a motivation for giving so that I receive sowing. Mm. This is talking about sowing and reaping. Mm. Am I sowing because I have a desire to get rich and God is a good God mm. and he's going to bless me with more. My desire is to get rich. Mm. Those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, mm. into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that mm. plunge people into ruin and destruction. Why? Because the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Mm. It is through this craving that mm. some have wandered even away from the faith, mm. piercing themselves with many pangs. Mm. Then he commands the rich. As mm. for the rich in this present age, this is your charge. Mm. I charge you. Mm. Charge them not to be haughty, nor to mm. set their hopes on the uncertainty of their riches, mm. but on God, who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. Wow. That's awesome, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm liking what, I'm say, what he's saying about uh, scriptures, probably starting here. Thankfully, Paul gives a charge to the rich people. Yeah. Lest the rich person who's hearing uh, what we're saying might think it's a very bad it. thing, <laughs> you know, to be rich. Uh, God has got no problems with anyone, with anyone being rich. Well, I want a Lamborghini, man. <laughs> anyway, before we get there, mm -hmm. coming back um, like to, to, to 2 Corinthians 9, 
remember the the context of this is not even a tithing issue yeah it's giving for a compassionate need right. this is why i'm saying for me giving is all giving whatever it is that you're giving to there is the law of sowing and reaping which is which is working there at play and i like what you're bringing out there to to say to the listener hey listen even though uh, these laws are at play and by law i'm not talking about laws of moses please mm -hmm. right it's a law of sowing and reaping of sowing and reaping thank you very much even though these these are at play remember the motive mm. i think i think the listener who's hearing yeah. uh, must mm. must go home with with, with 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 hearing that part i think i also said mm. that god is 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 watching for motive mm. because he desires truth in the innermost uh, in the innermost in the innermost part yeah and and coming back to the verse you read i like it you know 10 says he supplies it to the sower bread he will increase your store verse 11 you will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion one of the things and you mentioned it there for for us being rich or for anyone being rich let me not say for us because not all of us are necessarily going to be rich yeah but um any anyone who is rich the as far as god is concerned it's a window or an opportunity to flow into generosity on every occasion yeah. right right i do believe some people not that they intended to be rich may fail to be rich simply because right they were unable to be good stewards of the little that they had i also believe that some people have gotten to the level of wealth that they are not just by mere happenstance but their faithful giving made god trust them you know to the point where this person when he was earning two dollars he was already faithfully giving to the poor he was already faithfully supporting the gospel supporting the church supporting missions etc uh, if we cramp uh, uh, if we prop him up to say two million he's mm. able to do the very same thing at a higher level right and i do know that whatever god is doing in the earth he always wants it done at a higher level yeah. all right he wants churches planted at a higher level he wants the poor fed at a higher level he wants a missionaries to go out you know at a higher level who who's obviously going to um push or sponsor this is those as far as i'm concerned who are growing insofar as their ability to give is but but i think still <coughs> you know there is definitely a relationship we must mm -hmm. emphasize the motive is not um, is not is not a personal aggrandizement, as it were. The other day, mm -hmm. I, was, I was I was reading Second uh, Timothy, uh, Paul talking about the love of money. Mm -hmm. So I asked the church, um, "Who here loves money?" <laughs> right? Everybody money, says, money, "No, money. I don't love money." It's the root of all evil. I said, "Really? Okay, let me let me redefine that verse for you, so that you understand what Paul is trying to say. When he's saying the love of money is the root of all evil, what he's saying is, um, what will you do? What extent will you go?" To what to get money and then i gave an example would you lie to get money everybody says pastor never yeah. i would never lie to get money <laughs> so then i said how many of us clock in eight o'clock at work mm. when we actually arrived at 20 past eight you just lied mm. to get money mm. and you say that's where it starts mm. that's where it starts you see so how many of us make a certain promise about a product we're selling to a client mm -hmm. you know to say okay this thing is good i, I started talking about charges i suffered in harare trying to buy a charger for my phone because <laughs> everybody told me this one is a fast <laughs> charger mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and then when you go try it at home you find out it takes 10 hours <laughs> to charge your phone someone lied just so that they could get money right that kind of thing so the motive part is 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 totally important
is totally, totally important and it applies to all of us at whatever level you see. So it's, it's important as far as I'm concerned. What about the ownership part? The ownership part. Thank you. We teach stewardship. You own nothing. Mm -hmm. You own nothing. However, whatever it is that God has entrusted you with, mm. it can easily grow based on how you're managing it. Mm. Not just money. Mm. Not just money. Mm. Your time. Mm. Right? Your talents. Mm. You know, your yeah, time, talents, and treasure, basically. That's the, that's the stewardship matrix as far as we're concerned. Mm. So you see, how you manage your talents, you know, can make God entrust you on a whole different level to another person who's mismanaging that. Yeah. Who does it belong to? God. Mm. So it, it, obviously, uh, it obviously exists to give glory to God and to push his work at the same time to meet your own needs mm. and those things which Paul talks to Timothy so that we can richly enjoy. Yeah. So I sing to give glory to God. At the end of the day, it also pays the bills for yeah. my life. But really, ultimately, it's not mine. Yeah, I was actually reading mm. this morning, Matthew mm. 25, mm. which we all know, parable of the talents. Mm. So in verse 29, it says, mm. message version, disclaimer. <laughs> 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 For to every, no, amplified, not message. <laughs> For to everyone who has mm. and values his blessings, his mm. gifts from God, mm. and has used them wisely, mm. more will be given, mm -hmm. and he will be richly supplied so that mm. he will have an abundance. Mm. But from, but from the one who does not have, mm. because he has ignored mm. or disregarded his blessings and mm. gifts from God, even what he does have will be taken away. You know, this is New Testament. Uh, that's New Testament. I wanted to come back to how pastor started when you're talking about covenant. Right. The promises of God. Mm. Remember when I was talking about covenant, I was talking about the promises that mm. God fulfills. Of yeah. course, we started off from the Old Testament that are fulfilled in Christ. Well, when you look at everything that the New Testament is putting across... You, those are definitely promises. You've just read one which says to one who has, more will be added. You see, it's a promise. It's a promise. It's what God has said. And I think mm. our misunderstanding of that, mm. even Matthew 6, mm. 30, 31, is mm. seek first the kingdom of God and mm. his righteousness and all these things. Mm will be added unto you, mm. and often we misunderstand all these things. We mm. think all these things are material possessions and wealth mm. on earth, but actually the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy mm. in the spirit. Yeah. And those are the all these things. And so some of the wealthiest people are actually the poorest people because mm. they fail to be generous out of joy and mm. be righteous in their giving and doing. Some mm. of the poorest people, Jesus commended the widow with the two mm. mites going That's in. That's correct. So she gave far more than anyone else gave. And so how hard is it for a poor person to give a dollar of their ten mm. or a wealthy person to give a thousand of their ten thousand? Mm. You think, wow, it's mm. harder for the wealthy person to give a thousand right mm. of their mm. ten thousand mm. because it's like, geez, that's a lot. Mm. And I think that's our problem is mm. that when we get wealthy and our idea of sowing and reaping, we think often the reaping is for us. If I sow, I'm going to reap for me. And it's a selfish, self-centered gospel that is actually idolatrous most often because it's all about me and my glorification and my good and my stuff. And it's not about God and the others. <laughs> Jesus says to us, uh, he, he takes the command further. He says, don't just love your neighbor as you love yourself. He says, mm. love your neighbor as I have loved you. Mm. Sacrifice yourself. Be prepared mm. to die. And God shows us that, mm. what generosity and giving is all about in the New Testament, because mm. he gives us everything. He doesn't hold back anything from us in mm. Jesus by yeah. giving us himself and then offering us an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in mm. heaven for us. Mm. 
But here we are trying to dabble in things of the earth and try to hold on to a dollar here, a dollar there, ten dollars here, let me give my tithe so that I get. And I think that's our fundamental problem. Yeah. Can I, can I just thank you for that, Sean. Um, what I want us to do is, because of our time, because I know this is a very um, weighty, weighty topic. Um, I think I, I would like for us to talk about the fundamental differences that mm-hmm. are there between giving in the Old Testament and giving in the New Testament. Um, and I think we've already highlighted some of those things in, mm-hmm. in the discussion. Uh, but one of the things that I, I've seen, like the Bible in the New Testament talks a lot about uh, giving to the poor, about you know, the, the widow, the orphan. There, there seems to be a lot of that, that emphasis. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you guys you, you already spoke about you know, giving from a posture of worship mm. you know mm. so so maybe let's talk a bit about that that giving in the old testament mm. um was quite legalistic right and uh sean you spoke about the whole i don't know the all those figures that you were you were, you were talking about um, anyway th- there was obviously you know god was still concerned about the heart i think god has always been concerned we see that um mm. Throughout the Bible, that God is always looking at the heart, mm. but I think the method and mm. and all of that. Anyway, so my my question now is, mm. uh, what what are some key differences that we can pick out between giving in the Old Testament and giving in the New Testament? Wow, that's <laughs> a very interesting question, eh? I'm, I'm looking at it. Oh, by the way, I want to come back to Matthew six thirty three. For me, the things are not uh, are not righteousness, peace, and joy. Mm. For me, the things is what Jesus had been talking about that they were worried about. You know, when he said, um, why are you worrying about your clothes? I think, I think when he said, and these things shall be added, what he meant is your needs right, basically. are what's going to be added. But seek first, of course, the kingdom, which is righteousness, peace, and joy. Giving in the Old Testament and the New Testament, for me, it's, it's a number of branches. When, when we say Old Testament, the impression I get is what Moses talked about when it comes to giving. Uh, we don't seem, as far as I'm concerned, in many discussion forums, <laughs> yeah. to look at how even David, how Solomon, yeah, David and how gave. all those kinds of people yeah. gave. So if you ask me, just from a very general, and I'm not sure if it answers the question, what's the difference between Old Testament giving and New Testament giving? Perhaps I might, I might at the very basic level, just say the how yeah. is for me. What, uh, what was different? Like I said, if you look before Moses... Abraham and how they gave to God in courts beyond Moses, um, the rest of the Israelites and how they gave obviously is already totally, um, totally different, yeah. right? And then, then you switch over to the New Testament. Um, you again see you, you again see uh, somewhat uh, a totally different approach. But as far as I'm concerned, again you see a, a, a number of strands uh, crossing both yeah. testaments. For instance, the need to give. Um, I don't know if I'm now answering your question here. But the need to give to the poor exists in the old, yeah. it exists in the new. Right. The need to fund whatever is happening in the house of God, and that's a technical term there, yeah. right, exists in the old as it exists in the new. The need um, to be thankful to God, right, to give as a, as a way of thanking God. As far as I'm concerned, it's existing in the old and it's existing in the new. But, mm. but how that happened? With Moses, there was a very le- legislated uh, structure which had the penalties, right. you know, for it. You go and switch over to people like David, for me, again, it's, it's totally different. You almost see the generosity that Paul is talking about with regards to how they gave. You see, um, is it Ezra and Nehemiah? They actually made a, a specific um, requirement of everybody who had come back to say, 
let's give so much in, in that so that we can we can we can do the work you see in the new testament you've got uh, people giving to jesus so that he could be taking care of those women you've got uh, the disciples just bringing everything in the book of acts to take care of um to take care of uh, what you call it uh, the, the 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 poor and and needy among them was there a law in fact, it doesn't even seem like the, they, they made a requirement to say bring offerings so that we can give to the poor. It's as if it just sprang out of people's hearts to know that, hey, in, in, in amongst us, there's just brethren who need. So people just brought lands and, and so forth. Right. So you, even though there's a strand, as far as I'm concerned, that, that, that switches over, perhaps the modalities of how it happened mm. are different. Okay. And I would say Jesus <laughs> is the difference. So mm. in the Old Testament, it's a Levitical priesthood. Jesus has made us a priesthood of all believers. So mm. we all get to share in the work in the temple. And I would even go so far as Paul did to promote um, tent making, as it were, for church leaders and pastors to take part in that. that. Yeah. yeah. And so I think the Levitical priesthood, uh, that phase, it was almost a temple tax, the 10%. So it was like a tax to give to the Levites because they didn't have an inheritance in the land so that they could run the services on a Saturday, you know, and do those things. Then the animals and the food were for the feasts and the festivals uh, so that they could celebrate each of the Jewish festivals. And those things have passed, mostly passed, and Jesus has fulfilled all of those. So Jesus is the difference between our giving of our 10% to the Levitical priesthood because Jesus has made us a royal priesthood, priesthood of all believers, and Jesus has fulfilled all of the uh, festivals, as it were. We're waiting for one more festival to come when Jesus returns. Mm. But pretty much all of those feasts and festivals are done with in terms of the legal uh, the only one that hasn't been done with is the command to give to the poor. And that's what we get to share in our missions, the poor, the needs of the saints, which is one of the things I'm passionate to get the church involved in, is giving. So I think that's the major difference between Old Testament giving, stroke tithing, and New Testament giving. And as I mentioned, the Levitical priesthood was 10%. The feasts was the first fruits, 10% of your first crops, you know, one out of 10 of every one of the, the best animals that came out of your first fruits, first crops, etc. And those were for the feasts, the best to the Lord. And Jesus was ultimately the best and came from God to fulfill all of that. So he, it was a shadow of what's to come. And that's the difference between our generosity and giving. That is free and generous and exuberant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Macedonian, the poorest church, actually begged Paul for the privilege or the, yeah, I think they called it the privilege of giving mm. to the mission. That was the poorest church out of their severe trial and poverty. They begged for that. And that's the difference between a New Testament church that we have in the old one. I've got two questions for you, uh. Pastor Sean. Um, the first one being um, Paul. Doesn't he say to, I don't remember which church, that is it too much for me to expect some sort of material benefit, so to speak? So don't muzzle the ox. Yeah, yeah. The same thing is that we must, but we can't use that as a law or a legalistic burden, a whip on the church mm. to provide for the church. So often we pastors will manipulate the flock, use scripture, take the higher moral ground and tell them what they need to do so that we have some material benefit. Mm. It would be better if we did our work and job so well that the church said we love and want to partner with you and share meals together and we invite you over and we take care of one another just as they did in acts they brought everything together 
particularly when they said they set it at the apostles' feet, mm. that was mostly the gifts for the poor and oh. the missionary journeys that Paul was going on. Yeah. But yeah, Paul did say that. He said, don't I have a right? He had every right. But Paul went further to say, but I'm not going to take up that right mm. that I have. I want to show you what it's like to be a New Testament Christian. Yeah, okay. Uh, then my uh, second question, sorry. Mm. Before, because, yeah, short memory. Mm. Um, what do you see? How do you then explain people mm -hmm. who then attribute all their success or riches to I follow the order of Melchizedek or I, I gave my first fruits when I had my first job and since then God has blessed me or literally everything they have they can say oh that's because I tied that time and that's because I gave this man of God this seed like yeah like that's really how they explain this is I'm blessed because I did A B C D and then yeah. the flock or the rest of the congregation look at that like. Ah, let me let me just also do what he's doing. That's a very good question, actually. Yeah. So sometimes I think, and I must let uh, Pastor Craig answer this too. I, sometimes I think our testimony is a little bit out of immaturity and lack of knowledge, mm -hmm. because every good and perfect gift comes from God. Mm -hmm. Often the testimony is saying, "Look, I did this, and so God blessed me." Mm -hmm. Yeah. You yeah. know the motive behind it, which we were talking about is to show others how good I am in what I did and how God blessed me because of that. There's common grace. The sun shines on the righteous and the unrighteous. Mm -hmm. It rains on both. Mm -hmm. And we must be careful not to point and be pious about the good things God has given to me. Yeah. I've had a lot of good gifts from God. I can't say it has anything to do with my righteousness or my piety or anything. It's just because God is so amazing and so good. And he's given me the energy and gifts to love him and serve him in the best way I can. Yeah, because people talk a lot about, I sowed this sacrificial seed and then that's how my company got yeah. to this place. And, and not that yeah. I want to judge anybody, but I think it is often out of uh, lack of maturity mm. and lack of understanding. Okay. Uh, you I, I'm totally that? different eh, on that. Um, let me start. Tent making is a big topic which, which requires a whole different day. Yeah. I see nothing wrong from scripture mm -hmm. with the uh, giving to servants of the Lord mm -hmm. so that they, they can be taken care of. I like how we use Paul's usage of um, him being a tent maker. Mm -hmm. I don't know exactly if he encouraged Timothy to do the same or Titus. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I think it would be too presumptuous to say mm -hmm. the rules that every pastor must be a tent maker. Mm -hmm. I'd even go so much as to use a non-biblical example. Can we just de debunk, like, <laughs> explain that Christian term yeah. of tent making? It's uh, when a pastor performs a job somewhere else mm -hmm. to be able to meet their needs and they freely serve within their church without expecting a salary okay. or some remuneration of some sort. Thank you. So basically I do something else. I run a business, I work somewhere. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't necessarily get my pay from um, where I work. From the church, mm -hmm. right. So firstly, I, I don't necessarily believe that's a standard that should be applied necessarily to all that. pastors. Mm -hmm. I bless pastors that are tent makers, but I, I certainly have no issues whatsoever with the pastor who's taken care of from what he does. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would even start with Jesus himself. I, I like how you say Jesus is the model. Jesus had women that took care of his personal needs from their See, own means. You say it like that. Oh, so, I'm so yeah, sorry. That, 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 yeah. I'm just trying to say that Tangent. the Bible, <laughs> the Bible, the Bible says that there were women that took care of Jesus. Mm. Needs okay out of their what out of their out of their own. I'm not saying that is is women's duties. To
to necessarily do that, but I'm trying to say, surely it is the obligation of those that are receiving ministry wherever to take care of the needs of their ministers. Mm. Like I said, I was about to say, I would even so much as to take a, a non-biblical example. It might be a bit, uh, it might be a bit uh, funny, but uh, it might work for me in this sense. Cristiano Ronaldo's job is to play soccer. Mm -hmm. Part of what he does is to advertise all sorts of things. His, his club is never going to say, you know what? Come play for us for free here as you get your keep from these other things and your image. Yeah. They are his primary place of calling, and obviously they're supposed to take care of him. Now, I know that's a very extreme thing, but I'm, what am I trying to say? Anyone, wherever they work, and I think it's a scriptural concept, which I think he already raised, a worker's due his wages. Mm -hmm. If a teacher works in a school, the school's supposed to take care of a teacher. Government, blah, 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 and so forth. But obviously, where necessary or where possible, um, a pastor must obviously be a tent maker in a sense. Uh, I know many pastors who actually make tents so that the work of God can move. Yeah. That's, 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 that's one thing I really wanted to say. Number two, ladies and gentlemen, I, I must say, uh, I believe in stewardship, and I'm coming back to that. Much as our motives must be right. I, was just, mm. I, I almost wanted to ask you, if my motive is right, mm. this is hypothetical, my motive is right, and I give to God, mm. my motive is still right. Are we saying that God is not going to honor what he said when he said that if you sow sparingly, you reap sparingly? I don't think so. I still think even if your motive is right, whatever it is that you give, wherever it is that you give, is obviously going to come back. Not just in the intrinsic aspect. I do believe, as far as I read scripture, that there's obviously a, what, uh, a, a, a reward that comes. Hence I said, the person that gives and the one that doesn't give in church. The one that prays and the one that doesn't pray. The one that uh, reads the Bible every day and does what the Bible says. And the one who doesn't read the Bible despite common grace. I certainly think that the outcomes there, and of course that's what I teach, are never going to be the same. Right. So, but does that mean that we must then teach people to be uh, greedy, uh, to be self-seeking, and so mm. forth? No. But at the same time, I think it's, it's not complete mm. to just talk about the intrinsic aspect without being honest to say, God says, if you sow, you reap. So let's have a look at examples mm. of those who sowed incredibly mm -hmm. in the New Testament. Mm -hmm. Each of the disciples, uh, apart from Judas, Paul the Apostle, mm. Would you say mm. they reaped mm. incredibly mm. Uh, in the way that most people would anticipate reaping? Mm. What they reaped was suffering, suffering. hardship, <laughs> difficulty, challenges. Yeah. So like, give like Paul did, give mm. like Peter did. I don't think that's the, because you will mm. reap just mm. as they did. Mm. And I don't think that's the example most church leaders point to in mm. terms of our giving. Give like Jesus did. He gave his life and, oh, yes, mm. uh, okay. Yeah, give like Jesus did. Mm. And then we get a little bit stuck uh, to try and extrapolate that scripture mm. to say what you sow, you're going to reap. Mm. So what I'm saying to people is mm. uh, expect to reap in the eternal. Expect to reap in, in heaven, not necessarily in the now, and not in ways that you might even imagine or think about. Live for heaven mm -hmm. and the rewards that God offers us there. Mm -hmm. And if you have to face some form of suffering mm -hmm. now or lack, actually give more so that others are wealthy, just as Jesus did, not so that you become wealthy. So for clarity's sake, sorry guys, I've become an interviewer oh, here. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, for clarity's sake, no, if a person gives yeah. to God, 
yeah. with a pure heart. Yes. What is his expectation? Not to get more? He's probably going to get less. Thank you. In this life, in this life, and this the, and in the life to come. This is this is probably. So 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 sorry. We have to ask. What is it that we will receive? Yeah. And it's 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 very clear. It's very clear in the book of Mark chapter ten. You receive lands. You receive houses and so forth. And he says, along with persecution, and then he says, and eternal life. What, I, what I'm trying to say is, of course, there is an eternal reward, but it's incomplete to say expect an eternal reward when Jesus himself promises on this earth that there is some sort of reward. Yeah, you, you're talking about who gave. Um, I'll go back to Jesus' very words himself, those promises which you already have confirmed that he honors. Paul goes to the Philippian church who have been partnering with him in his missionary journeys. He says, because of your partnership with me, Philippians 4, um, is it 18? He says, my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And he says, all your needs. Now, I don't think all your needs, they just speaks of my esteem needs, my need to have peace, sleep well at night, and so forth. I think all my needs also re relates to the very practical needs that I, that I have. What am I trying to say? For, how, 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 I, how I read that is he's tying um, their partnering or their giving into his, mis his, his, his ministry and the missionary journeys, mm -hmm. he's tying that to God practically meeting mm -hmm. their needs. Right. right? Then so, when we say needs, mm -hmm. needs speaks to something basic. Like when I think of the word Correct. I need, I need Correct. food, I need, Correct. but I don't need to eat escargot. I don't need to eat Absolutely. oxtail every night. Mm -hmm. So even if he says he will supply all your needs, yeah. doesn't that mean you can still just live a very bas basic life? Uh, true. But listen, he is linking that promise to their giving. He is linking that promise that God will supply all your needs. What am I trying to say here? I'm trying to answer the question to say when we give, is it just a, a wonderful heavenly transaction with no earthly impact? Yeah. That's what, as far as, I, as, as I'm concerned and how I read the Bible, incomplete. Of course, the greatest reward is what's coming ahead. Mm -hmm. But his own promises... Like I said, if you start with Jesus, when he was talking to Peter, mm. who says, after he had said, rich people can't enter heaven, and then say, but we've left everything. Mm. Yeah. Remember the, the promise, he says, uh-uh, no, 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 if you've left everything for me, you're going to reap these things in this life. Then he clarifies eternal life. So I don't think now the fact that you're going to get eternal life precludes you from getting these things because that's what he promised. You right. see, well, that's what I mean. I'm to okay, so... Um, I think this is actually a very interesting, interesting, hot and weighty topic because I think that, you know there's there's a lot to discuss. Uh. Uh, but because of our time, excuse mm. me, because of our time, we're gonna have to to wrap up. So I think what I would like us to do before we uh. we close, because I actually wanted us to get into other aspects of the Old and New Testament yeah. mm. and that are not giving giving related. But I think mm. because this topic is so um, is so huge, uh, we've kind of capped here. For the, for the whole episode. Uh. Um, I think what I would like us to do uh, before we close is for our listeners, I'd uh. like to hear from, I, I think from the both of you, that what, um, what parting words would you, would you give them? So there are people who have questions about, okay, am I supposed to tithe? I've got money, right? I, I've got a salary that I get, but I don't like the idea of paying a tithe. It feels like I'm paying 
attacks to God, so to speak, right? Vis-a-vis a person who says, well, it's all grace now, so uh, I don't really need to give anything. Oh, I, I don't really need to give in that way. If I, if I want to give two dollars you know if i just don't hear god yeah or if i just you know what i'm trying to say sorry you know what i'm trying to say that it it can also then just become very open-ended and the reality is that the church Mm. does need the support the church does need to get funded the church has bills to pay the church has a mission to accomplish and those things have to be um funded by the congregants or i I don't know by somebody (laughs) so um yeah i think that that's my my thing just to say Mm. any parting words that you'd give to people in those two categories brilliant then we, then we wrap it up i would say uh that you are the church so when you give to the church it's not giving to a pastor and his team to fulfill the work uh, we're the church so when you come to a church it's contributing to the needs of those in the church to the mission of the church to those who are not yet part of the church i mean the church is the greatest organization in the world that Mm. exists for those who are not yet part of it Mm. and so our giving must be a priority to go there you know particularly to the poor particularly to the least to particularly to efforts to reach those who are not yet part of the church in saying that i would also go as far to say that in being generous uh, towards God. Don't be caught up by a legalistic uh, method and a systematic method. Give systematically, yes. Give regularly and generously and anonymously and faithfully. But don't get caught up uh, by a legalistic tendency to count pennies and uh, structure them in such a way that you make sure you have done your part, as it were. That relieves you of some legal obligation to prove to anyone that you're a Christian, that you really are loved by God. You will fall into legalism, and that is not healthy for you. I would say give generously, give more than you are able to, uh, and then that sounds like lack of faithful stewardship. Uh, No, I would say that is faithful faith-filled stewardship Mm. is when we can give more than we can not out of obligation but out of joy and faith and trust in god Mm. and and yeah i would probably wrap it up with saying that awesome thanks john deep (laughs) Uh, let me say something we haven't said um all throughout jesus says um wherever you lay your treasure Mm. that's where your heart is So um, in talking about giving to the person who's listening, just know that whatever it is that you give and how you give mm. is, a, is a song. Mm. You know, it's a painting. It's an illustration of where your heart is and the things that really matter. I think that's probably um, what I would begin by saying, that giving is a reflection of your heart. Mm. And going back to Abraham, you know, the man wasn't pushed to give. It came from the heart. Mm. And I think that's, that's mm. what God has always expected mm. of all of us. Hence, mm. uh, we've talked about it not being legalistic. That's okay. number one. I also think um, that giving is, is operating under the principle of sowing and reaping. Whatever it is that you give or whatever it is that you sow determines that which you reap. I certainly um, believe and, and, and consider that. And obviously, I want to just echo the words of my brother once again. The heaven standard or the highest level of giving is grace or generosity. Mm. At the end of the day, if I was to think what God expects of anybody, really is to operate at the generosity or the grace 
level of giving. That's mm. I think that I, if, if a person is thinking, all right, and I'm sure there are a lot of people who are thinking, what should I give? Yeah. I think the, 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 the true north or the ultimate uh, point mm. is to get to that place where their giving is really um, driven yeah. by generosity mm. towards God. Mm. Far beyond, mm. by the way, trying to get it back, yeah. but out of the joy of really pushing, yeah. you know, what God wants. Yeah. Mm. Can, I, can I say, I mean, this is awesome. I would say mm. just give like Jesus gave. The guy who left heaven to come to earth, mm. gave up everything, his mm. rights, his mm. possessions, his everything, to mm. come and love us and serve us and lay down his life for mm. us mm. so mm. that we can have everything we don't deserve mm. because he died for us. Mm. That's the best way and motive to give is because we love and because we're generous just like Jesus is. Wow. Awesome. Good. All right. Thank you all for listening. Mm. And hopefully we'll have you guys back for the rest of mm. the discussion mm. on good. New and Old Covenant. But thank you. Awesome. Much, thank much you. wisdom. Thank Such you, Such a joy. Awesome. It's been a pleasure. My mm. name is T-Mac. And I'm Cookie Monster. And I'm Wasu. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Pastor Green. <laughs> and we PC. are out. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Radiant Culture Podcast. If you want to make a contribution, make a suggestion, or have a request, you can get in touch with us via email on radiantatthehub.co.zw or inbox us on Facebook and Twitter. Look out for the next episode and remember to share this one with everybody you know. God bless. It's hot. It's fresh. It's uncut. Hashtag Real Talk on the Radiant Culture Podcast.